joy to the world, the Lord is come. He's, he came to our world to give us joy and life ever after. As we continue our studies on Christmas, we had a good one last week, right? And we will continue this week also uh, to stop and reflect on God's gift to the world. And before I continue, this is a beautiful song. Did you notice that? I don't know. You sang it before. Uh, as if it's sang uh, for the first time and it touched my heart with what uh, the words of this message joy to the world we thank God for this choir we thank God for they entertain us and they speak to our hearts all the time I hope they have time to sing it again so with that let's Remember this morning that one who gave us this joy is the one who was sent from heaven to offer redemption from sin, to give us peace and life eternal. I took one verse from the Bible to share with you this morning. And it's found in Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. Thanks be to God, the verse says, for his unspeakable gift. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And before we continue, let's bow our heads for a moment and thank him for this unspeakable gift. Our Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us once more to meditate on this Christmas 2005. And as we try to examine this beautiful verse, may our hearts be open to that unspeakable gift so we can leave the place enriched, blessed, and if we're not saved, saved through the Spirit of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For in his name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. As we focus on Christmas, let us never lose sight of the wonderful, matchless gift of God to the world. Here we find, according to the scriptures, that God the Father, I want you to notice this uh, with me, and put some notes on your Bible if you want, on the, in the margins. This matchless gift, according to the scripture, 
It says that God, the Father, gave Himself for us. It is written, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself. 2 Corinthians 5.19, I would repeat that. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself. Then, what do we find here? That the Lord Jesus is not merely an agent through whom God sends the message to us that He loves us, but God Himself actually came to earth to love us, to die for us on the cross of Calvary, and to save us from sin. God came to us. There are some people who say, no, it's not God. The Bible says truly, God came to us. Our brother Bill McDonald says in his commentary that he says, the Creator died for the creatures. Indeed, Christmas is, is draw, drawing near. Five more days, six more days. Okay? And sh- we should remember why He came. Why He came. And in our thinking... We should never isolate Bethlehem from the cross. And the manger from Golgotha. Remember that. Remember why he came. That's why we should thank him for this unspeakable gift. When we reflect on the words, he Gave his only begotten son. We all know. John 3.16. In that, in that verse. He gave his only begotten son. Because he loved. He gave. So freely. So willingly. So fully. For our sake. Our hearts. Our hearts as believers. Should melt. At the reflection of his love. He gave. And gave. And he never stops giving. Some people uh, use the word, he gave and gave until there was no more giving. But the Lord Jesus Christ gave and gave and he is still giving. And then when Paul wanted to describe this gift to the Corinthians, he could not express his gratitude better than when he wrote, Thanks be to God for his, what? Unspeakable gift. In some of your translation, it says, indescribable. We cannot describe it. Describe this this bundle of joy that came to us. How many times we heard the expression, I am terribly pleased. Huh? (laughs) How can you be terribly pleased? You're so terrible and pleased together. (laughs) Oh, I am terribly pleased. Paul struggled. He wanted to describe this, this gift that he gave us. He couldn't say, I am, I am terribly pleased about God that, you know, we have these expressions, right? Or, I am awfully happy. (laughs) I, when I was trying, you know, we, of, we often use the word, it's 
beyond imagination. That's true. Sometimes we can't imagine. But we use the word unspeakable sometimes. In the same extravagant way we describe our joy uh, or extreme satisfaction or happiness about something, uh, especially when you find a girl or a man find a, a woman find a man and they want to get married, they are what? Terribly happy. <laughs> this morning, we are filled with joy because our Jesus, the Lord that we worship, came to this world in due time. In due time. And you know, we are reflecting now after the fact, as we heard this morning in the breaking of bread. But before the fact, People were hoping and praying like the Magi's, these wise men. They were anticipating the joy that were to be theirs. Paul here was looking for, uh, if you go to grammar school, an adjective, adjective, okay, adjective, which fits uh, in the sense Christ is God's unspeakable gift. And you know, nowadays we exaggerate a lot, as I said, terribly, awfully, and so on and so forth. Uh, exaggeration is, is the language of the people today. So many times we exaggerate. We say, awesome. Young men and women, you know, this is uh, the, the today's word. Awesome. Uh, out of this world. Okay. How are you? Cool. Cool, man. Cool. I like to write it K-O-O-L, okay? Cool. You are the greatest. Unbelievable. And about eight years ago or ten years ago, I, 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 I was talking to a man. He said, this is bad, bad. I said, what's bad? He says, this is good. That means good. Bad was good, you know? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What shall we say about the Lord Jesus Christ? Cool? Unbelievable? Awesome? Great? When Mr. Churchill was running for prime minister, some more, most of you don't know who is Mr. Churchill, but some of you are a little bit mature, you know. No, he was one of the, uh, during World War II, one of the uh, prime minister of Great Britain, one of the greatest prime ministers of the ages. And when he was coming and his car was approaching a neighborhood in London, they said, here comes Winnie. Watch the third car, the greatest man on earth, the greatest statesman in the world. And so on the other side of the continent, the Russians, the Pravda, which was then one of the most prominent newspapers in the world, were describing Stalin. And they were saying, he, sta he stands on a pinnacle never reached before. He is the greatest general of all nations and the greatest military genius of all time who saved freedom and who saved the world. This is how we describe the world. But... The mention of these greats 
and all the greats who passed through history fades before the one the Bible describes. The, the government will rest on his shoulders. The government of the whole world and all the prime ministers and all the presidents, all the kings, all the lords will bow down before him because the government will rest upon his shoulders and his name will be called what? Wonderful. Describe him now. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. No one can have this description. This is beyond awesome. This is beyond cool. This is beyond anything else you can think of. Eternal Father. Someone who never dies. From the eternity to eternity. He existed. Prince of Peace. King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. That's your God. This is why you cannot describe this gift that is gifted to you and to me this morning. Think of that. Think of that. Paul did not use cool. He did not use awesome. He did not use unbelievable. He did not use all these uh, adjectives to describe his Jesus. I can imagine him posing with his pen and sitting to write. And pondering before he selected this world. Said what can I say? Well, and I say if I describe him. All these words cannot give him uh, a fair description. Right. He says unspeakable. Unspeakable. Think about it. It's not a common word is it? It is a special one. And he carefully picks it up. This is a gift of such infinite glory that language breaks down to express the gift of gifts, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is, if we put our English language, the wonder of all ages. He is the supreme gift to the human kind. He is, as uh, Paul said, unspeakable. And the hymn writer he, came, he wanted to pin something about him. He says, I remember this song. I learned it when I was a teenager. He is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and morning star. He is the fairest of them thousands and millions. Everybody ought to know. Everyone should know him. Do you know this Jesus this morning? Do you know this unspeakable gift? Has he been your savior? Have you been introduced to him? Did you ever meet sometime in your life? Was there an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you had the experience and the privilege of being honored with his presence? And did you face him one day, one of these days, face to face? And accepted him as your personal savior. There is no one else. Above and under the sun. Who can give you relief. And joy that we heard of this morning. Joy, joy. This beautiful song. Like the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't go anywhere. Don't seek. Relief anywhere else. And people are seeking relief nowadays by forgetting the Lord. Because he reminds them of their sins. And focusing on the lights. 
and focusing on the parties. How many parties do we have? We have this week two, three, four. Oh, it's so tiresome. So many people are tired of the parties. And they go to forget their problems and forget why Jesus came into this world. Remember that. And bet, but these parties are going to go away. And these events are going to finish. Come December 31st, midnight, it's going to be an awful night, right? Awful. Awesome night. But when you wake up on the 1st of January 2006, and many people will wake up with what? With this big hangover. And everything is pounding. And all the joy, all the anticipation, everything they, they worked for and planned for, and dressed for, and bought the best suits for, is going to go away. And what remains is the gift of gift, the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything is going to go away. Don't look forward for any event, even now, or tomorrow, or next year. These events will pass away. But if you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you can live without events. Because this is an event that continues forever and ever. And the joy will be in your heart until you meet him in the air. So what shall we say to this gift? How can you describe it? I can say, thank God for this unspeakable gift. Even your child that you love so much and you adore... Even those, that when you, you, you go after them, you give them education, you uh, pray for them, you worry about them, they're going to go away. All the, the, the money you've worked for, it's going to go away. And, and most of the times you're going to leave it in the bank. Do you know that? And most of the times you're going to leave it for your children or those who inherit you. But if you have the gift of gifts in your heart, you're not going to leave it here. You're going to have it forever and ever and live with that gift. Why is it such an indescribable gift? Why is it? One, I want to give you three reasons and we'll go home. One, because of who he was. Who he was. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The letter to the Hebrews tells us, in these last days, and these are the last days, if then they were the last days, huh? 2,000 years ago, over, were last days, what do you think today is? I believe we are living in the last hours. I believe the Lord is coming very soon. And comfort your hearts, Christians. The Lord is coming very soon. In these last days, God has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. He is, listen to this, the radiance or reflection of his glory and exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. In the Gospel of John, 
First chapter, we read, all things came into being by him. This is your child, the child in the manger. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. That's what the Bible says. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And Isaiah sums it up by saying, He who stretches the heaven like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. This is the babe in the manger. For he who was, his unspeakable gift. Someone wrote under the heading of the incomparable carpenter. And I want to read it to you. It blessed my heart. It says, Socrates taught for 40 years. Plato for 50. Aristotle for 40. And Jesus for three and a half years. Yet, the influence of Christ's ministry infinitely transcends the impact left by the combined years of teaching from these great philosophers. Jesus painted no pictures. Yet some of the finest artists such as Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and received their inspiration from him. Jesus wrote no poetry. But he inspired Dante, Milton, and scores of the world's greatest poets. Jesus composed no music. Still Hayden, Handel, Beethoven, Bach, and Mendelssohn reached their highest perfection of melody in the music they composed in his praise. Every sphere of human greatness has been enriched by this humble, humble carpenter of Nazareth. Unspeakable. I hope we appreciate his coming to this world. I pray that we appreciate his coming to this world. You know, there was a story in the Bible about a man they don't mention this. The man was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was revealed to him. His, na- his name was Simon. It was re- revealed to him that G- the parents of Jesus, his mother and Joseph, are bringing him to the, to the temple for after eight days. And he went to the temple. He wanted to see Jesus because it was revealed to him. You will not. Die before your eyes see the glory of Jesus. So he went to the temple that day. And here they come. The mother of Jesus carrying him. And you know what? He entered the temple. And they placed Jesus, the Son of God, in his arms. Can you imagine? Just go with me to that temple. And hold the King of Kings in your arms. He held him. You know what he said? Lord, you can let your bond servant go now. I have seen him. That's enough for me. I don't want to live after that. His child, the child, God 
himself carried in his arms. I wish I was there. I would have snatched him. Is it too much to celebrate his birthday with adoration? Oh, come let us adore him. We sang it. Oh, come let us adore him. It's good to celebrate it. It's good to color your house. It's good to put a tree. It's good all these things. But without Christ, they mean nothing. But with Christ, I'm enjoying it. I pity those people without Christ. That they're living only to be like the neighbors. Nothing else. But I'm celebrating Jesus in my heart. Are you? Are you? Are you sure of his salvation? He came to save you. Are you sure of his salvation? Or you're going with the crowd? My neighbor, whatever I do, I told you about my neighbor. Whatever I do, he crosses the street. So what's up now? You're trying me to make me look bad? That was the last thing he told me. I said, no, this is some lights. We're putting on some lights. Where did you get them? He wants to know where I got them. <laughs> so I told him, well, I guess I'll do something. He's so tight. So finally, about four days ago, he put some lights around the door. Just to put some lights, because the neighbors have it. Is his light in your heart? Whether colored or white, doesn't matter. Did he light your heart? Did he light your life? Did he change you? And then you can say, I, can, I cannot express, I cannot tell you what I feel. It's unspeakable. I cannot tell you how I feel. You know what? It's a great feeling. You will not say it's awful or terrible. But you will say, I am walking, I am flying, because Jesus Christ is in your heart. Second thing. First we said, because of who he was. Secondly, because of what he did. In brief, what did he do? He became a man. So he, he came to our level. How could he communicate with us unless... He becomes our level. Speak to our mind and our feelings. He who existed in the form of God, the Bible says, emptied himself. He took off his clothes, hanged them. So I'm coming back. Hanged them. And taking the form of a bond servant, the Bible says, and being made in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man. He lived for 33 years, doing good. Healing people. Touching homes. Restoring lives. He never met a broken hearted person. And that person who was, who wanted to be fixed did not leave his present without being fixed. If your heart is broken this morning, if your life is in shambles, and allow me to say the word shambles, and if you're living an unhappy life, 
if everything you've, you've tried, even the lights are not making you happy. I want to tell you one thing. If you are sincere and honest and put your hand in his hand, you will never leave his presence unsatisfied. He will change you. He will save you. The one who became obedient until death, even the death of the cross. What he did, no one could ever do. Buddha is still sitting on this big blob, big, big rock. (laughs) Day and night, a piece of rock. With all my respects, all the Buddhists need to be saved. Confucius is dead and gone. Muhammad is dead and gone. And that black rock in the Sahara Desert is not going to heal them or not going to save them. They are going to die in their sins. And all have, gone, have come and gone. One person in history came and did not go anywhere. He's still existing and we're meeting in his name this very morning. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. His name shall be wonderful, counselor, prince of peace, and lord of lords. No one could do, no one could die and be raised from the dead. Voltaire went to his teacher one day and he said, why don't we start a new religion? Because Voltaire did not believe in God. Why don't we start a new religion? And I believe Talleyrand was his, I forgot that, you know, high school, or a long time ago. Hmm? He said, you know, if we want to start a new religion, we have to find a man to be born and live and die and raise from the dead. You have someone like that? To come, live, die, be raised from the dead? No. He said, no. Then the only one is Jesus Christ. <laughs> what he did, no one can do. Is he your savior? You won't be a follower of a weak person. You won't be a follower of a loser. Though the world might say he's a loser, he died. But you know what? After three days, he rose from the dead. You won't be the follower of a man or a leader. All leaders are going to go away. You'll be a follower of the greatest person that came into history and split history in two. And we can say now, because Jesus, before Christ, at what death? After Christ. You don't say before Buddha and after Buddha, do you? (laughs) Is it clear? Shall we worship him? Are you ashamed of him? You know what? We should go out and say Merry Christmas. We're done. Thirdly, we said first, because of what he was. Second, what he did. 
Thirdly, because of the results from what he did. I'll read them to you. He brought us forgiveness. Have you been forgiven? Have you been forgiven? Can you leave these doors? Bill stands there and you shake his hand and say, Bill, I am so thankful he forgave me my sins and I'm a born again Christian. Can you believe that? Can you, can you do that this morning? Or you want to go through this small door like Ken cannot used to sneak throughout the door because he didn't want to shake hands. He didn't want to hear Bill say, how are you, Ken? Are you saved? Hmm. Which door are you going to leave? Through this one or that one? Because he brought us forgiveness of our sins. Reconciliation with God. Have you been reconciled with God? Justification through righteousness. Cleansing from guilt. Are you still feeling guilty? God can change that. New spiritual life. Restoration. He restored us to him and gave us peace beyond understanding. And made us a part of the family of God. Are you part of the family of God? This is a part of the family. But the family of God is worldwide. It's global. Wherever you are, if you go to the Himalayas today, and you meet a Christian, you say, good morning, dear brother. He will tell you, are you a Christian? Yeah. Good morning, dear brother. As if you knew each other since ages. I've had this experience. I think you had it. Above all, he brought promise of immortality. You're not going to go, and this, this body will rot. Okay, but your spirit will be, and he will raise you when he comes to be immortal and give you eternal life and glory forever and ever. Oh, what a gift. Back to the gift. What a gift. What food to the starving soul and water to the thirsty life. What liberation to the slave and what riches to the poor. And yes, what relief to the guilty and what release to the condemned prisoner and healing to the stricken with disease and dying. All that and much more we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God and the Savior of all men. For unto you a Savior is born in the city of Bethlehem. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Our language fail to describe him. Let us appreciate him. And let us as faithful people adore him as we sang. Oh come let us adore him. Christ is the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Father, for your word. And thank you for this time of the year that we can meditate on your birth. On your coming into the world and into our hearts. May we not leave here before we give you our hearts and take that wonderful gift and cherish it for the rest of our lives.
bless this congregation, each and every person, and be with us as we go out. Dismiss us with your eternal blessing, and may not one even, one even soul leave this place without making his or her peace with you. You can still save people who come to you humbly. We thank you and we give your name glory and praise and honor forever and ever. Amen.